0: Hey there, what's up? It's your girl, Olivia, coming at you with the steps you need to take to up-level your mental health game, because that's how we go from just surviving to full-thriving. (laughs) on Sorry, apparently I felt the need to sing that one for you. Um, But no, I am super excited for today's episode, and just to hit you with a quick reminder, if you haven't left a review already, please take a moment, do your girl a favor, and um, head over to iTunes and just leave a quick review. Let me know what you think of the podcast. It uh, it helps the podcast out immensely, and I would much appreciate it. So let's go ahead and start talking about mastering mental preparation, because honestly, this is kind of like... I want to call it a technique, but really mastering mental preparation is how you switch the flip from focusing on trying to control whatever's going on outside of you to switching that control internally, because that's how we make progress in life. That's how we get momentum. That's how we are able to honestly thrive. And that's how you're able to overcome the bad. It's not really about changing everything that's outside of you, that can be a component, sure. But what's most important is focusing on changing what you're doing on the inside. So this has come up, oh my goodness, in in so many ways in my life. So I'm just going to give you a few examples because I want you to kind of just understand that this isn't just about beating the bat. This isn't just about bipolar anxiety and depression. This is, this is something that you take into like, everyday situations in your life. Some of these aren't everyday situations, um, but they can be everyday situations. They can also be very like massive life events. um, And it's how you navigate it. It's how you get through it. And so some of those examples are like, honestly, I've used this with, um, with my kiddo. I use this with my daughter um, because it's such a such a, just a great way to go about it. And I'll, I'll break it down here in a little bit. Um, but, you know, when she gets a shot at the doctor's office, we focus on mentally preparing. When she got her ears pierced, which was her choice, we mentally prepared her for that. Um, even when she gets hurt, have her breathe through pain. It's not saying, oh, it doesn't hurt, or it's not saying, oh, you'll be fine. It's a matter of saying, okay... How do you how do you navigate that? Like if you get hurt, if something happens and it scares you or it shocks you or it causes you pain, how do we navigate that? And we do that with like in my family we do that with breathing. I hope you do too. <laughs> um, Cuz it's a really powerful way to do that. But the reason like the reason we can even breathe in that moment in the first place like when something causes you pain, like if I stub my toe, I'm going to immediately just be like <sighs> Like, you'll hear me take, like, the most deep, sharp breath ever. Um, I even do it when I choke on water because apparently that happens regularly. Uh, But, you know, I do that and my kids do that it's because we've prepared ourselves to do that. We've mastered the mental preparation of that. Um, and then some, you know, some ways I've personally used it, besides just breathing through pain, hello, um, is when I gave birth two times. Um, you know, I, I knew that it was going to be a painful experience. I'm not, these aren't just all about pain, but I feel like that's a pretty common one, because you can have physical pain and emotional pain. Um, and pain just kind of really, I mean, it, it does stem a lot from fear. That's a whole other topic for another day. Um, But, you know, having gone through two natural births, I, you know, I mentally prepared for that. Um, When I did a speaking event, when I spoke at a college mentally prepared for that. Even working at home with kids is something that I have grown to mentally prepare for. Um, Rather than trying to make them do what I want them to do or whatever, it's about, okay, how can I navigate this? How can I ease stress on my part? How can I be productive but also be a mom? Um, And even something as simple as trying new foods, mental preparation went into that. All that good stuff. It's it's incredible how much you can you can just kind of it's it's a way to be proactive with how you approach things. And and once you do it, you know, in the beginning when you're doing it really intentionally, then it ends up bleeding over, you end up doing it without even thinking about it, honestly. Like there's so many things that like I just I mentally prepare for it. I don't realize I'm doing it, but I'm just like, okay, well if this happens, then this is how I'm gonna go about it. No big deal, whatever. Blah 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 blah. Um, and it just kinda comes as second nature because it it becomes a habit. Mental preparation then becomes a habit. So Here's the most important key thing I want to talk about when it comes to mentally preparing. And then we're going to talk about how you actually mentally prepare because I know it's like, but Olivia, you keep giving me examples, but but how do you do it? We're getting there. Calm down. Um, But one of the main things I really want you to grasp is that you're not trying to lie about or change the experience that you're that you're having or you're going to have or whatever or that you've had and you might have again, um, you know all things all things in the realm past past present future all the things. Um, you're not trying to lie about it. You're not trying to change it. Um, you're only shifting how you will navigate it. That's the focus of mental preparation. That's why it's called mental preparation, not physical preparation or all the things preparation. Um, It really is about just focusing on how you'll navigate a situation. And, you know, last, uh, last week, we kind of talked about, um, oh, not last week, I'm getting ahead of myself, yo. Um, But in episode 101, uh, we talked about combating the anxiety, what ifs, right? And so this kind of plays into that, um, if you will, because you could take a bad what if, you know, and be like, okay, well, if the worst case scenario happened, this is how I would get through it. Um, now, given I would, I would imagine death is one of the scenarios, that be like, well, how would I navigate that. Um, but that's a whole other beast that would be, you know, redefining your beliefs around death and all that good stuff. That's a whole other episode. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, so, you know, the important part really is, though, that you're not trying to change what's outside of you because that's that's where we we tend to go,, um, especially with the bad, I feel like, we really try to control the situation. We try not to get triggered. We try not to put ourselves in experiences that might upset us again. That's kind of being triggered, um, or we try to change, you know, what life looks like because then we'll be happy. Blah, blah blah. You know, so for somebody with depression, it might be like, oh, well, once this happens and this happens and this happens, um, it'll be better. I can be happy. And so you're kind of waiting, or you're trying to change these external things to create an internal shift or with, you know, anxiety. Again, it could be about like, I'm not going to go do that because that'll trigger me. I'm not going to go do this because it'll, you know, like it upsets me or whatever. Um, So, and just so we don't leave it out, bipolar, (laughs) but bipolar, you know, would probably be I would say that would probably be more like avoiding things um, that you're worried about having, like you know, oh, if my emotion shifts, or you know, hunkering down and being like, well, I'll just wait for my emotion to, or my mood to, you know, shift to the other way. Um, but you know that that there are so many variables outside of us that really aren't in our control. Just straight up, that's just the, that's just what happens. And so, what's more powerful is switching it to being internal. So that you can say, okay, best case scenario, worst case scenario, this is how I'm going to navigate it. This is what I'm going to try. This is what I'm going to choose. Because guess what? Your girl preaches it all the time. The one thing you have like control over and you have the power of choice. Like that's always in you. That's always with you. You never lose it. You never don't have it. Um... Even when it, you know, if somebody, even if somebody says like, oh, you have to stay locked in this room, you have the power of choice about, okay, how do I want to feel right now? What do I want to do with my hands? What do I want to do with my eyes? What do I, what do I want to do with my thoughts? Like, it doesn't matter what scale it's on. You always have choice inside, always. So that's what I want to really like hone in and, and make sure that you're, you're utilizing, that you're mentally preparing. I mean, I've literally had moments where I've even mentally prepared for, okay, what if this goes Beyond my wildest dreams. What if this goes absolutely fantastic? How am I going to navigate that? Like, how am I going to show up in that situation? It can go both ways. Like, you could say, you know, quote unquote, bad and good, right? So, let's talk about a few different ways that you can mentally prepare. So, first one is going to be rehearse, okay? And like I said, this can be something where maybe it's something that happened in the past, didn't go well, and it could potentially happen again. So maybe you're maybe you're avoiding it right now, right? Um, so one thing you could do is to be re- like to rehearse for it. Um, and then another situation could be that something's coming up that's like freaking you out, has you terrified, or you don't believe you can do it, or whatever it may be. Again, rehearse. You're gonna play through it mentally. You're gonna run through the whole scenario. You can do it, and you know, with your eyes closed in a visual state, you can sit there and just kind of like talk yourself through it. Do, do it however you need to do it. But, um, and if you need, like, I really break this process down in episode 49. Um, when I talk about actually that, that speaking gig that I did, um, and how I used, um, you know, mental preparation in the form of rehearsing to really, um, be able to navigate that situation because it didn't, you know, it didn't go like, perfectly. didn't go smoothly. Um, But because I had mentally prepared, I didn't shut down in that moment. I didn't um, freak out or walk away or like get upset. I just rolled with the punches because I mentally rehearsed that if worst case scenario, if I was stuttering, if I was sweating, if something happened happened to my presentation, that I would just like pick my feet up. I'd still get through it. Like I would just take the next step. Like, and it was like, I don't think I would have done that if I had not taken the time to really rehearse that scenario. Now, did I, did I tell myself like, yeah, this could go great. I totally did. I was like, oh, it could be fine. Like, you could be like literally nervous and freaking out for nothing. Um, and in that case, to be like, sweet, I'm like, I'm rock and rolling. Um, but I rehearsed that like, okay, what if some of the things that like freak me out the most happened? Um, how would I navigate it? So I definitely recommend if you want that process, if you like the idea of rehearsing something um, in a safe, controlled environment, of course, before you get into it, then, you know, go listen to episode 49. Now, another way you can mentally prepare is to release attachment and take it one step at a time. Okay, so this is kind of like basically this, and this is one thing where I, you know, I'm saying, I'm like giggling right now. I don't know why. Um, but I feel like I am because, you know, part of you may be like, okay, yeah, just release attachment. Like, just don't even freaking worry about it. Just throw myself in the situation and take it one step at a time. Sure. Like it could feel like that's beyond you. And if it is, then don't use this, this is why I'm giving you different, you know, different ways that you can mentally prepare. But I want you to know that like, cause me 10 years a a a gear. Of, of gear. <laughs> Me 10 years ago would have been like, that's impossible. Like, I can't just not think about it. I can't just, you know, like release the attachment to it. Like, I can't do that. It's not possible. Me now is like, nah, duh. Like, I could totally do that. I could just be like, okay, clean slate, (sighs) deep breath. Just not, I'm not going to sell, like, basically releasing attachment would be like, I'm not going to let myself get hyped up. I'm not going to let myself get worried or fearful. And I'm not going to let myself sit here and try to plan it out and try to prep for it and try to get ready. Like I'm just going to just let go and say, okay, that thing is going to happen or that thing might happen. Whatever. I will handle it when I'm in it. That is totally a way that you can mentally prepare. I know it doesn't sound like preparing, but it is in the sense that you're being very intentional about saying, "Okay, I'm not gonna plan, I'm not gonna prep, I'm not gonna worry, I'm not gonna freak out. I'm not like, I'm not, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna I'm gonna Switzerland myself up. I'm gonna be neutral. <laughs> I'm just like not going to give mental energy to that thing. And then once I'm in it. I I'm just I'm intentional about being prepared to handle it one step at a time something happens figure it out something else happens figure it out basically that's that's kind of the the way you can do that um and that might help if you find yourself overthinking if you find yourself like worrying constantly or to over preparing this would be great if you can bring yourself to do this and if it pops up in your head which it might just remind yourself hey I said I was releasing attachment hey we're not, we're not going to think about that. Thank you, brain. Thank you for trying to be on it, but we're good. It's okay. Don't worry about it and let go. Right? So like I said, for you, it might be like, oh yeah, let go. I can do that. And for somebody else or for you, I don't know, it might be like, no, that's not doable. Cool. No worries. Pick a different way. And then let's go into the third way since, since we're here. <laughs> I got four. Okay. Come, come with me. Um, The third way is to Get excited for whatever you'll experience, okay? And this might seem like weird or backwards or counterintuitive or whatever, but allow yourself to just get excited for whatever's gonna happen. Like, I'm, not, I'm the worst example just popped in my head, and I'm gonna give it to you. It's not the worst, but it's weird. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like, if we took that speaking event, and I was like, "What if I poop my pants?" And I'd be like sweet, then I can be like, I pooped my pants in public. (laughs) That happens. I can tell that story later. Laugh about that. I'm excited. If I poop my pants, I'm down. Whatever. It's kind of like this excited, carefree attitude. And You know, if your brain's coming up with all these what ifs, you can really kind of take a fun spin on it with this and just allow yourself to be like, yes, I'm excited for that and that and that. Like it could be literally that like nothing happens or no one talks to you or like, (laughs) or somebody gets in your face. Like who knows? Who knows what it could be? Who knows what the scenario is? I'm leaving it pretty open. But you can just let yourself play and get excited and be like, whatever, I'm down. We're going to make it work. Um, so it's kind of like the opposite of letting go where you're just like, yeah, bring it on brain. Cause I'm ready to be excited about whatever you throw at me. You know me, I'm all about bringing in the funnies to this stuff. And you know, it's, I'm going to, I'll, I will challenge you to the end of time. Like even if it's something as intense or as heavy as being like, if I go into this situation or if I go into this experience, it could trigger a panic attack. It could trigger anxiety, it could trigger me to shut down and to cry in a corner because your girl has been there. Okay. Like it could be that heavy stuff. You can still throw fun at it. You can still throw lightheartedness at it. And you can still just be like, you know what? Fine. I'll be excited when it comes. I'll be like, I know you. What's up, panic attack? We're buds. You know, like you can just get silly and ridiculous with it. And then like if that moment does happen, because I just want to like kind of pace this forward. But if that moment does happen, you could just be like, you can literally, I know it seems crazy. You can bring the fun into that moment and be like, I knew this was going to (laughs) happen. Like, I knew it, but not beat yourself up for it. Like laugh about it. Bring that excitement into that experience. Be like, I knew it. I knew it. Like, oh, and just have fun with it. I know you might be like, Olivia, that's stop. Stop. Like people. It's a serious matter. I get it. I know I lived with it. But that's why I'm telling you this, because nobody else is going to tell you to like laugh at your panic attack. No one's going to tell you that because it, it's going to feel wrong and it's going to feel like insensitive. But I'm here to tell you that when you can bring fun, just a little humor, or a little excitedness or whatever, like it's. It, it can make a world of a difference. It's kind of, it's kind of phenomenal. And I'll tell you this, when you bring that energy into it, it detaches you from the experience. And you then be, are able to kind of witness it rather than be so wrapped up like a little, little baby burrito, like you just wrapped so tightly in that experience. When you bring that like funny, like sarcastic energy into it, it breaks you away from it. And then you realize you're like, oh, I can, like, I'm choosing to be sarcastic in a moment that's usually really heavy. It's how I helped one of my students get out of a panic attack, a legit panic attack. I arm farted over the phone. I was like, do you want something funny? And she's like, yeah, I arm farted. I like, I put my, are you ready? Get ready. I put my mouth in my elbow angle crease thing, whatever that's called. And I went like this. It sounded way better, but I'm wearing a sweater right now. So it's blocking it. But it got her to giggle. It got her to laugh. It got her to break out of it. So I'm, I'm not kidding. This stuff freaking works. Listen. Listen here. Um, plus, you can also get excited. This is This is another breakaway point from this. But you can also get excited for whatever you experience because of the fact that you're going to have the ability to learn from it. You're going to learn something new about yourself, about... The, the world maybe, but really you're, you're learning so much about yourself. You're learning what you can do well. You're learning what didn't go well and what you could maybe do differently next time. Like everything's a learning experience. And so you can really get excited for that. If, if like that's if you need to anchor it into something, there you go. Oh, Need to catch my breath. Armpit farts wear me out. Um. Anyway, number four though is to be intentional with how you show up. So, you know, this is a way. This is a way that you can mentally prepare with what really it is. I mean, it's kind of what we talked about with point two, which was to like release attachment. All of these, all of these, kind of wrap into this last one, which is to be intentional with how you show up. Um to make sure it's a choice, to make sure that you're playing an active part in whatever's happening in your life. Because it can be really easy to get swept away by habitual behaviors and emotions that we're so comfortable and used to experiencing that we, you know, we just, like I said, we just get, we just get wrapped up like a burrito. We just get swept away. We get caught up in it. And then that's when we kind of, we don't lose our power of choice, but we we give it up in that moment. Can you get it back? Yes. At any point you can totally get it back. But in, when you get wrapped up in it, when you stop being intentional with how you, how you show up, (coughs) hello, hiccups. Um, that's when, yeah, that's, that's when you kind of let go of that, of that power, of that power of choice, of that sense of inner control. And you're just like, well, this is how I've always been. It's how I've always done things. And I want you to know that my arms are flailing up in the air, like uh, one of those inflatable tube men dudes. Um, I just did that. Yep. Anyway. um, But just be intentional. Like, choose. Choose in any given moment cuz really you can do that. I mean, I've been in social settings when I was dealing with depression where I just closed down and I shut off and I literally literally put myself in a corner. And like and then I I, I really I began to be intentional about it. You know, I mean, the the times when I put myself in that corner, like I got, I got all the way to a corner, yo. Like I got all the way to the corner. Like didn't talk to anybody. Like I was there with someone. Okay. Like it wasn't like I was alone even. And I put myself in a corner and I was just like, mm, I'm just going to stare at a wall. Like, and then even in that moment, I realized I was like, you have the power of choice right now. Like you can choose to do something. You can walk away from the corner, Olivia. Like you can walk away from the corner. You can tap in to that energy and just say hi to someone. Like you can do that. You can shift this. You can choose not to feel so alone in this moment. You can choose to like look up and appreciate like conversations people are having or that you know that person or whatever. Like it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't matter when, but you just be intentional. If you can be intentional from the get-go, freaking sweet. If not, find it somewhere in there. And it takes practice. You might not find it until the end. You might not find it until afterwards and go, crap, I should have been intentional in that moment. But again, this is why you learn from everything, (laughs) right? Perfect. Now, I will say when it comes to mastering mental preparation, mantras are a great tool for this, okay? Because when whether you're doing any of these methods, whether it's rehearsing, whether it's releasing attachment, whether it's getting excited, whether it's being intentional, like those, you can attach a mantra to any of those. And it's kind of a shortcut to remembering the like what you've rehearsed or what you've been intentional about or what you've chose. So that's what I love about mantras is that it really is is kind of this, it's, 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 I call mantras like, the, like it's a shortcut. It's such a shortcut and it's fantastic. So like, I don't, I don't know. I was going to give you some, but like for a rehearsal, I mean, that could be anything, but you could even just be like the, your mantra could be, I've already done this. I'm already, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. That's a good one. I'm ready for this because you've rehearsed it. So in those moments, you can be like, I'm ready for this. It'll shortcut you back to the memory of doing the rehearsal. Right and then releasing attachment you literally your mantra could be let it go let it go it's okay let it go getting excited you know your mantra could just be like this will be fun <laughs> that's a good one this will be fun um and then with being intentional of course your mantra could just be i have the power of choice i have the power of choice so you know this is why i made my free guide many mantras it's got i mean I think, what did I say? It had like 50 plus mantras. It's over that now. Cause I actually went in and added another section. So because I'm a nerd, all the mantras in there are categorized, um, or not ca- Yeah. Categorized, cataloged, whatever. So, you know, there's mantras for love mantras for strength, mantras for beauty. Like there's mantras, like just mantras that you can just take and use, um, so you don't have to, because sometimes I know it's a little tough to kind of sit there and be like, oh, I got to create a mantra. I don't know. Like, you kind of get in your head about it. So that free guide is available at www.simplyali.com slash tools. Um, like I said, it's called Many, man- ma- many Mantras. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> um, but it is such a such a great um like I said, a great shortcut, a great tool for mastering mental preparation. It's fantastic. So I really hope you found this episode helpful. Um, Thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. As always, you keep saying Simply Awesome, I'll keep saying Simply Ollie, and I'll chat with you on the next pod. Bye. Hey there, before we totally wrap things up, I want to check in with you, my friend. If you've been wanting to break free from struggling with bipolar anxiety and or depression, but the meds and therapy route just isn't feeling like your jam, you are not the only one. I felt the same way when I used to live with the bad. Meds made life foggy and therapy didn't offer me the clear steps to getting better that I so desperately craved. So I spent nearly 10 years figuring out how to break free from mental illness in a way that allowed me to feel in control, empowered, happy, and thriving. Now it's my mission in life to help more people do the same. That's exactly why I created my signature program, Beat the Bad. This is an eight week program where I teach you the exact steps to conquer bipolar anxiety and depression. Look, these are tried and true practical steps that my students love because they are easy to use in everyday life. It's helped Shelby find freedom from depression through self-love. It's helped Allison build confidence and break free from years of struggling with anxiety and depression. Jessica now breezes through fear and Ashley can make anxiety take a back seat while she pursues the things that she's always wanted to do. Jody even turned her entire life around in just eight months after dealing with the bad for 15 years and trying all of the things with no success. Seriously? This is the program I wish had existed when I was struggling so hard with bipolar anxiety and depression. So if you're determined to beat the bad, create the change you've been wanting for so long and live a life where you're finally thriving, then I'm here to help you make it happen. Simply go to www.simplyali.com btb to learn more. You can find that link in the show notes or you can send me a DM on Instagram at Ollie so that we can chat more about it I can't wait to see you beat the bad.